We're told the new service at King's College Chapel in Cambridge, England, which premiered only six weeks after Armistice Day, was well-received. For a population broken by the violence and loss of the Great War, the portion of the bidding prayer, let us remember before God all those who rejoice with us but upon another shore, must have been incredibly poignant and relevant. Initially a local phenomenon, it was first broadcast on the radio in 1928. It has since been broadcast annually by BBC Radio, with the exception of 1930. The reason for a lack of broadcast that year has been the source of speculation, but journalist and author Alexander Kovlin speculates that it was due to the challenging acoustical conditions at King's Chapel, which made recording difficult. She notes that the initial broadcast arrived with little fanfare. A quick glance through the Radio Times for December 1928 finds only a small notice of the program, tucked between adverts for Bovril, Vino's Lightning Cough Cure, and Hovis. Over the next decade, the broadcast increased its audience, leading one newspaper to describe it as the most lovely annual event of the year, and one of the most appreciated by listeners. In 1938, the service reached the States through the Mutual Broadcasting System of America. The radio broadcast continued even through World War II, when in 1941, the chapel's stained glass windows were removed for safekeeping. Both Boris Ord and David Wilcox, an organ scholar at the time, as well as a number of the choral scholars joined the armed forces, but music at the school continued to function under the leadership of Harold Dark and some volunteer choristers. The broadcast proved to be a morale booster during the war, inspiring those at home and in service abroad. There is even record of reenactments of the service, with a 1954 issue of Radio Times reporting, in several German prisoner of war camps, Carol's services with lessons were held. At the Opera House of Caserta in Italy, an Anglo-American choir of troops sang carols and the lessons were read in a series, starting with a private, ending with a general. In a Japanese prisoner of war camp, the curtain rose on a scene set up to represent a room at the BBC. An announcer said, we are taking you to King's. Then the curtain rose again on two rows of prisoners dressed in white costumes meant to look like surpluses, and singing carols to the accompaniment of camp-made instruments. An article in the New York Times claims that the BBC has reported some 370 million listeners worldwide, though this is a rough estimate. In addition to radio, the service has been broadcast on television since 1963. In a description on the King's College website, the service is described as, quote, public property being enjoyed by many, a Christmas gift to those in the Cambridge community and around the globe. 
that from the essay, For He Is Our Childhood's Pattern, a festival of nine lessons and carols by Benji Stegner. St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Bloomsburg is offering its service of lessons and carols this weekend as a gift to the community. At a key moment in the season, as Advent begins to wane and Christmas draws ever nearer, and how much richer than a broadcast on radio when we will be able to be surrounded by garlands and candlelight and song on all sides. The Reverend Allison Carnahan, Scott Atherton, and Bruce Candlish, members of St. Paul's and its choir, paid a visit to the WVIA studios to share their excitement about this Sunday's Lessons in Carols. Mother Allison. St. Paul's has been in the center of downtown at Iron and Main Street. A cornerstone is dated 1865. Originally, the church was built where the rectory now stands. The rectory is a large white house next door that I have the privilege of living in. But the church has been well known for many years, primarily because of its music program. We have a beautiful sanctuary that has great acoustics and so both as someone who preaches and as those who sing and as a person from choirs for years, the acoustics there are just incredible, as well as just the beauty of the church. We have people stopping in regularly, just asking to see the inside of our sanctuary. It's, it's a lovely church. Especially at Christmas time. Music has always been something that's been very important to St. Paul's. I kind of married into the church in that my wife's grandmother had been baptized at St. Paul's. So when Jean and I got married, there was no question where we were going to church. And at that time, I would sit in the back of the sanctuary, you know, in my last row, just kind of being very quiet and everything. And we got a new organist that I sang with when I was in college. And he took one look at me sitting back in the back and he said, what are you doing back there? Please, you've got to get up here in the choir. Well, that cemented me in St. Paul's. So I've been singing. I've been singing with them since 1970. And we've gone through a number of different organist and choir directors. But every organist and choir director always brought good music. Like you said, the Anglican tradition, the wonderful music for, for all seasons. And then we were extremely fortunate for a number of years to have Dr. Bill Decker, who had been the chair of the music department at Bloomsburg University. And matter of fact, I sang for him with the university as an undergrad when he was getting his doctorate. And his doctorate, his thesis was on making a professional sounding choir out of non-music majors. And I was one of those non-music majors in his professional sounding choir. <laughs> so we were very fortunate to get Dr. Decker. And he was organist and choir director with us for 17 years, something like that. And during that time, there were a lot of pieces that he wrote for St. Paul's Choir for special occasions. And our choir is known in the Bloomsburg area. And we still are. And we're very proud of that. It's an all-volunteer choir. We don't have any paid ringers or anything like that. But it's a choir of musicians. I think you'd agree with that, wouldn't you, Bruce? I absolutely agree. And 
I first came to St. Paul's in the early 1990s, and uh, it was shortly after Dr. Decker had retired from the university. Uh, I came to the university faculty in the theater program right after he had retired. And so I attended a service there actually on Christmas Day and saw the garlands there and was just really taken with the church building. And Dr. Decker talked with me immediately after that service and recruited me to come to St. Paul's. How about you and tuba? Do that in high school? Where did you I did. I played tuba in high school, and I was actually pretty good. I played, I was third chair in the state band in California. And I played for two years in college and then put the horn down. I came to Bloomsburg, and my office was right next to Mark Jelanik who was the orchestra conductor, and he was uh, bemoaning the fact he didn't have a tuba player. So I said, I don't know, it's been a long time, but I was pretty good at one point. And I joined the university orchestra at that point, and uh, there were members of the Brass Menagerie that were also part of the orchestra, and they were looking for a tuba player and recruited me to the quintet. Introduce us to the Brass Menagerie. Sure, the Brass Menagerie was formed in 1986. It's actually had a fairly consistent membership since that time. I don't think any chair has had more than three members in all of that time. And we play for churches, for private gigs, as well as for public events throughout the Susquehanna Valley. And our members, current membership includes folks from Bloomsburg, from the Danville area, as well as Sunbury. So we take in the entire Susquehanna Valley. You have something special planned for this holiday season, and you're here specifically to invite us to see and hear what you're going to do. Exactly, see and hear, because while St. Paul's is a wonderful acoustic space. It's wonderful for singing. It's wonderful for instruments. It's, it's just a, a fantastic place for music. But at the holiday season, it becomes extra special in the fact that we have continued an old English tradition of hanging laurel ropes from, from our, our ceiling. And that started with uh, a family who had come from England and they had a greenhouse in Bloomsburg. It was the Underwood family. And Mr. Underwood Sr. was the one that said, you know, this is the way you're supposed to, you're supposed to dress a church for, for the holidays. And so it started and we've been hanging, hanging the greens, literally, for I think it was in the 1920s that, that this was started. And Mother Allison was saying there are people that come just to see St. Paul's at, at Christmas time. And on Sunday, the 18th of December, after our regular church service, which would be the last Sunday of Advent, then we start and we decorate. And we will have the, the whole church with, with the greens up and everything, just in time for our Lessons and Carols service, which will start with the Brass Menagerie at 4.40 and 
our service will start at 5 o'clock. Mother, can you tell us something about the tradition of lessons and carols, please? One of the things that I've appreciated is our present choir director, Mark O'Hearn, as we started the conversations with this. So in my library of books for leading worship, there is the lessons and carols for Advent, and there's lessons and carols for Christmas. And I was thrilled to find that Mark had reached back to King's College original set of lessons and carols. And so he brought in that deep history we have with the Anglican Church. For those that don't know, the Episcopal Church is a branch of the Church of England, which is also part of the Anglican Communion worldwide. But that history, we feel very deeply. Each of our worship services are deep in history. And so this kind of a service like that is really exciting to continue and to have the appreciation that it started back in the early 1900s and only skipped one year and even was carried on through World War II and all of that. And so the service is what it says, lessons and carols. It is driven by the scripture lessons and the carols bring that to life or bring a different take or bring out something that maybe in just reading the lesson you wouldn't pick up on. And suddenly by following it with a carol, it brings that fully to light. And Brass Menagerie will give prelude music? Yes, we'll play a 20-minute prelude that is composed largely of Christmas carols. We include an old Welsh hymn in that as well, but uh, that's the combination that will be occurring. Will you then put down your tuba and join the choir? I will put down my tuba, run into the sacristy and change into my choir robe, and then try to get up in the choir area during the bidding prayer. And then you're going to run back down. And then I will run back down during the service to play. The Brass Menagerie will be accompanying many of the carols as well. In those, we will be playing with the organ, and the whole congregation will be able to sing together. And we're going to have a choir of about 35 people, which is really exciting for us. St. Paul's Choir is usually 12 of us. And there are, there are singers from all over the area. So what we are hoping to do, this is going to be the first of what we hope is going to be a number of different services with music. And we're reaching out to the churches in our diocese and also to the choirs in the local churches of Bloomsburg and pulling everybody together. I find that singing with a group is just as bonding, just as important as eating with a group. And the more you sing with the group, the closer you're going to get. So what we're hoping is going to happen with these services, starting with our lessons and carols, is that we will pull the churches in our convocation closer together. So all the way from Milton to Berwick, and every place in between. So we're hoping that this will be the start of many, many services with music. Mother, what about the times we live in, we get up and we never know what we're going to find in the news. It's also troubling. What does a service like this, the annual paying attention to a star and hope 
and new life. How are you going to talk to your parishioners about that this year? I find, having been a military wife, my husband served twice in the military in wartime, and there were twice in both those, one during each of those, that I wasn't sure of whether he survived. My faith has gotten me through. When he first was serving, our children were toddlers. And then when he served in Iraq, they were high school. And so parenting during that time, in some ways, I feel like got me ready to be a priest today. I know what it looks like to deeply fear or to deeply feel desperate about something. And without sounding completely cliche, for me, I'm grounded in my faith. And I'm in my 60s. As a priest today, my favorite times are sitting and chatting with a child or chatting with a person on the street and just helping them find light in the darkness that their worlds can be or as a child the confusion that you know with broken marriages and all those things when you're dealing with kids to have something positive to offer and especially in this time of year coming up i love the anglican advent music it's it's beautiful and while the rest of the world it seems is celebrating Christmas the day after Thanksgiving, we're still getting ready for it. And that that hope that, you know, that something good is coming. And it, it's relayed through the music. And to me, that is a way for me to center myself. Not only hearing the words, and there are times when I'm hearing the words from a reading And what I'm hearing in my head is the setting when you're singing it. And here again, it might have something to do with the resonance and the the sound waves and everything that that makes something. But Advent, when you're looking looking for the, the good thing and expecting it and hoping for it, and that's what the music conveys. And one of the things that this service does, uh, this particular service will do, is provide that bridge between Advent and Christmas. And you can hear it in the prelude as one of the first pieces that we'll be playing is this beautiful trumpet duet of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And then we move into Christmas carols that way. So we're making that move from Advent into Christmas. And with Advent being the season of waiting and expectation, something you will hear in my sermon on Sunday is we are all, in a sense, awaiting. Tell us, won't you, some of the titles of the hymns we'll be hearing. We will be singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and we will be singing God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. There will be the carols that the brass menagerie will play and the congregation will sing along. But the anthems that the uh, choir will sing, The Star Carol by Alfred Burt, Jesus Springing by Bob Chilcott, The Shepherds Sing by Bob Chilcott, King Jesus Hath a Garden by John Rutter, Fum 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 by Robert Shaw, There Is No Rose, and In So Lord Jesus Quickly Come, A Tender Shoot by Simon Lowell, 
Blessed is the Lord by Dan Forrest, and the King Shall Come from Thomas Kasika. So four Advent pieces and four Christmas pieces. And we will also have just put up the candles for Christmas too. So besides the the laurel ropes that will be hanging from the, the sanctuary will be lit by candlelight too. There will be a free will offering and it will be used to support the diaper bank that's sponsored by our sister church, Christ Memorial Episcopal Church in Danville. We had a visit from the Reverend Allison Carnahan, from Scott Atherton and Bruce Candlish, members of St. Paul and its choir, and Bruce Candlish is a member, too, of the Brass Menagerie. And they came to the WVIA studios to tell us about this Sunday's Lessons and Carols, a service of Lessons and Carols, Sunday, December 18th, 4.40. The Menagerie will present its prelude music And at 5 o'clock, the service will begin with garlands and candles and song and a festive reception to follow. You can find St. Paul's Episcopal Church at Main and Iron Streets in Bloomsburg and find them online at St. Paul's, so it's S-T, Paul's, Bloomsburg, dot, D-I-O-C, pa.org stpaulsbloomsburg.diocpa.org a service of lessons and carols Sunday December 18th 4:40 the brass menagerie will present a prelude and then at 5 o'clock the service will begin and there will be a festive reception to follow <laughs> <laughs>